Welcome to the NDA podcast, the NDA Can Lion podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. This week we're bringing you a podcast every day from the Can International Festival of Creativity in its 70th year. We'll be bringing you the sort of highs and the lows of the festival every day. And we are my partner in publishing crime, Andy Oakes, who is... I'm the publisher of New Digital Age. And also I'm here with the amazing Charlie Crow, who is our partner on the Yacht in Cannes this week. Hello. So first of all, Charlie, let's start with you. What's been your, and it's only Monday, we've just started, but your your highlight so far? Well, the highlight first is is, is welcoming you into my bedroom. Uh, (laughs) We are recording. Yeah, we are in Charlie's bedroom. Which is, which is, um, which has been lovely. Um, Thankfully, we managed to get the, um, the farmyard animals out as quickly as possible (laughs) just before you came in. It's a family uh, podcast. And the industrial-sized <laughs> tin of Swarfiga. But once we've got that, so that's fine. We're all good now, aren't we? Um, am I allowed to say that? Sorry. You, you've uh, said it. I, so highlights. Oh. Well, where we've just been listening to um, is the ANA panel with the Tag Trustnet and all the, the participants in the study that's been going on about programmatic advertising. I was looking forward to that. I'm glad to be hosting that one um, uh, because I think it's refreshingly different from it's not there's nothing to do with artificial intelligence at all no it shocked me it shocked me actually. Shock I was like, but after i got over the shock of that i listened to what they had to say and and it's sort of it's nice because it's a piece of new news a nice bit of revelation for a monday which you, you just what it's the kind of the content you want to hear at something like can live you don't want to just hear people talking regurgitating old sort of uh, views about diversity you want to hear something new and this is new which is a new study 90 billion dollars of programmatic advertising spent around the world um, according to the study and then quite a two-year sort of amount of interrogation into the data and the numbers with, with some serious partners, actually. They've identified, I think it was about $23 billion of that total is effectively waste. I mean, if you think about that, that is absolutely astonishing, even now. Um, and uh, so that's, I think that, that, for me, was the highlight to, to listen to that. And the second highlight was probably just simply getting here because um, yeah, uh, it looks to me like uh, half of my crew... Uh, many of the speakers who are going to come on the boat are all now being um, completely messed around by the airlines. And so uh, th- just getting here, I think, is, is the second highlight. So, yeah, it's it's an odd day, isn't it? Because we've, we're have we all used to Cannes being hot. It was very hot this morning. It's now just, if you're not here, and I know you're saying, oh, you poor sods, but it's grey, it's windy. There's talk of storms coming through tomorrow and tonight. Yeah. Um, well, there are storms buffeting the advertising industry at the moment. This is, that's you jumped right over <laughs> what I was going to say, but that's fine. Fine. You're, well, what were you going to say? I was going to say, many ways, mm. <laughs> it's it's a reflection of what's happening in the advertising market. But, you know, we've got there. Do you think, um, my, my sense is that although we are looking, particularly from a European vantage point, about, you know, quite a grave recession, particularly in the UK advertising market for, for reasons of our own self-immolation when it comes to Brexit and so on. But but actually, one of the reasons why I think can looks reasonably buoyant this year, much against, you know, sort of my expectations, is because it's all Americans. Yes, and it's actually, so American, American. The American economy as, as ever, thankfully for all of us. Uh, given that the world economy is underpinned by the dollar, you know, still quite resilient and it's still looking good. Employ, you know, reasonably, reasonably high employment levels. Um, it's just it, growth. Um, so I think a lot of the concerns of Europe are seem, at least seem to be untouched um, it, by the European economy, by the American economy, rather, sorry. And that's why there's so many advertisers here from America so, still seem reasonably confident, I think. I don't, you're exactly right. I mean, just walking up and down today, up the yacht row on the jetty, and it's American voices. And you're not, you know, the, the old thing about Cannes was, well, I'm seeing the same people I could see in Charlotte Street. 
And it's not not that case this year at all. I mean... No, it's really true. And I think it's, as you say, Americans have always been here, but it's definitely a much more American tin show. And as you say, sorry, that's kind of a good thing. I was talking to, I interviewed the CRO of Yahoo, Elizabeth, uh, and I asked the same sort of question to people is, what's the point of camp anymore? And she was saying, look, this is where everyone comes to meet. And also... <laughs> which I sort of love. She said, this is where we struck the deal with Samba. We started in Cannes last year mm-hmm. and struck the deal, and now there's still with Samba's proving hugely commercially successful. All right, so, do you know what? That's interesting as well. I've heard, and I know this is a, you know, a great boat for doing deals, but I've heard so many deals being discussed today, proper business being done, which was something that we didn't necessarily yeah. associate with Cannes. People say, oh, you go to New Mexico to do deals, you go to mm-hmm. Cannes to drink rosé, and that's... True. I mean, there'll be rose, eh? I, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I think deals are being done. Businesses, you've got to, if, to be here. You've got to show that ROI. And I think people, sorry, I'm pinging my watch, which is we're not in a studio, so I'm not being as professional as usual. Yeah, we're in a bedroom, so we're fine. in a bedroom with Charlie's. We're, we're, we're uh, lying like goddamn bed. How much more professional <laughs> can you get? Yeah, with a half-eaten apple and a bag full of head headdresses. Yes. Why have you cool. got headdresses in a bag in your bedroom, Charlie? For, for the listeners here, in my bag, I had to lug an oversized bag, which is full of the sort of headdresses you see at the Rio Carnival, or the Notting Hill Carnival, if you if you know London. A beautiful sort of Jamaican-style, West Indian-style. That's because two of my friends, uh, Andrea and uh, Ashley, are coming over here, only about 48 hours late than the, later than they should have been, because they missed their first flight, and the other one was cancelled. Anyway, and I expect them to be the hostesses later on tonight, serving the drinks in the in the bar here on the yacht, and just generally being flamboyant and lovely. Let's get back to that. Bit. <laughs> well, no, no, only because we'll talk about the we'll talk about the party. Reception and, was reception. We'll talk about the party exactly. We'll talk about the party in a second. But back back to that. Look, in a second now, there's going to be an amazing opening night party on Charlie's yacht. But back to that point that this is being done. And I upstairs. Saw this is being done in front of my face. Where it's a hit was, but two people struck a deal to start on this boat here yeah. this year. So yeah. I think there is this erroneous argument that Canada is, let's say, for networking, and that's so important. Mm. This is the one place you can stand next to the CMO of one of the biggest brands in the world, and he'll be wearing, oh, she'll be wearing shorts. So that's mm. true. But business has been done more and more, I think, here. Oh, than I, think, I think those. I think you might find a lot of that is because business has been waiting to be done. That business that you talked about could well have been done in Michael's restaurant in New York, but instead they could, didn't manage to meet. It's all busy. They said, let's wait till can. I think... So I think there's a difference between the imperative of having an event where I think deals have to be done and just simply the American advertising executives justifying can by waiting, delaying, say, hey, look, why don't we wait till can and do it then? The okay. So, and I think that's... So a good thing or a bad thing? That's sure that's no, not... It's just a, it's just a thing. And, if, and if, you know, if the industry is still you know wealthy enough to support something like this, which it clearly is, and there's a huge amount of wastage, we just talked about programmatic wastage, you know, yes. almost you know, 20%, it's probably the same here. If you look at the, it's just horrendous the amount of wastage, and that, that upsets me, it always has done. But, you know, these big companies will, will live with it. Just, just going back to your point of Americans, one thing I think they found quite interesting is, you know, when you run a trade uh, event, if you start to have departments being created around your event, that then you have you know, five or six people whose job it is to coordinate your event, you know you're a winning, you know you're going to win. That's a, because you become stuck in the in the rhythm of the industry. But what's and that's that's been the case with Cam for a while. But what's happened is that it was a European event run by the European marketing trade marketing teams. Oh no, the Americans because they're near the power base and the money. It's all being appropriated back to America. So mm-hmm. you can find that there used to be the European trade marketing people that ran it for their for their businesses. 
now the Americans have wound it into their US offices. You're, so you're absolutely right. We, From our cl clients on the PR side of the business and on the content side to me, that matter, we've seen that happen, that it's European marketing teams have, have lost control of CAN. Very much so. And it's be becoming an American-run thing. And is this, again, is this a good or a bad thing? Well, again, it, it's interesting. I mean, CAN, five years ago, pre-pandemic, had a quintessential European feel to it. Yes. Um, and it's where you came to do your European business. And now there's, it has a global feel to it. Which now, we live in a global thing. market, which is a good thing. Yeah. Two things are happening here. We're, we're, we're seeing play out at the same time. We're seeing the sustainability argument. People say, do you need to come to CAN? And we, we, we know, we know people, that's probably not known, but they've, they've not come this year because they think the sustainability thing. We've also heard this argument that possible, if you do it possible in America, you don't need to come here. We've not seen that this time. No. I suspect a lot of people have booked CAN beforehand, but yes. so next year will be interesting to see whether Possible does take this business. I think the Possible audience and the CAN audience are probably quite similar. Yes, and correct. I just slightly disagree with your point about global. I do think that it's become less global. It's just become highly dominated by Americans. And I'm not saying that's less... I mean, is that a bad thing? Well it, well, it certainly doesn't reflect the industry. I mean, if you think about it. I mean, I've, if you think that the top three of the world's largest economies, advertising economies, you know, you've got China, America. China's bigger than America now in terms of both the economy itself. And so we don't see many Chinese representation here. I mean, there's, I'm sure there are. I used to see Baidu, I used to see Tencent. Um, but I get the sense that there's fewer of those people here from, from that economy. Yeah, I think you're probably um, right with that. You know, so, so, um, an America, I think America is just heavily overweighted, heavily German, true flavor of that, of the true patchwork of the local advertising. I mean, sure, in the awards themselves, you get, I'm sure, but no one, uh, how many people really come to, not many people I talk to come talk about the awards at all. That's fundamentally. It's, it's a really, it's a really sort of funny thing about Cannes that Cannes line awards are incredibly important. They can make and break careers. But as you say, a lot of the attendees at Cannes nowadays kind of operate on on the fringe, part of Cannes, obviously, but on the fringe, and don't often venture into Pele. It, it's, it, it's, it depends. I mean, if you're essential, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're thinking, bloody hell, there's all that money being spent out there and we'd like a bit of it. And they will gradually encroach upon that money. It, well, that, that could be the topic of tomorrow's podcast. Yeah. But um, you know what? We are sat 50 feet from the Palais here. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you one thing that's happened in there today. No, I don't think many people could. Um, I mean, I'm hosting a dinner for the See It, Be It initiative, which is a very good, sponsored by Verizon, great initiative of the Can Lines. We're supporting that. Um, so there is an element here where uh, if you can bring more and more young executives in the industry to, to understand creativity and learn the processes and meet and meet the, the senior people here, um, then I think that is a good thing. And uh, that's probably something that could grow, I hope. Yeah, I mean, Lisa Goodchild, who we met, we saw last night, She's here with her, in her digi learning capacity, bringing young people to count, count the can for all. So there's there are those sort of initiatives going on, so which is good. Brand advance to do what we did last year and again bring sort of diverse communities to can for the first time. There's a lot of great work. Yeah, it, it, this is true, but it, it's in a way it just feels that can is not the sort of place to to accommodate those sorts of. You see, when it's so big and unwieldy and hard to navigate, it's a bit like. Perno Ricard, who've come here on mass, they've even sponsored, they've even sort of become a client, which are, it's always quite strange when you see a major advertiser sponsoring can. You wonder what the buyer seller dynamic in that one is. And, uh, anyway, I'm sure they're worrying about, wondering about that too as well. But they've, I guess they've got <laughs> about 60 people, but they've got working groups. I mean, we, we're hosting, we've hosted one today actually on the boat with some of my clients. Uh, and, uh, but if you think about it, if you come into an event to learn, which what this is what advertisers do, 
media owners come here to sell and agencies come here to be rewarded, right? So there's different value propositions and, and, and demands for each of the levels of the business, depending on which side of the industry you're on. For advertisers, they come here to learn. This is probably the most inefficient place to learn. It's not structured to learn. No, it's not. It's it's not, not, so it's you, not so you, I feel sorry right. for these Perno Ricards and, and Unilevers of this world who are trying to coordinate themselves uh, uh, in order to learn because they're running, they're walking three miles from one end to the other. I mean, how do you, you know, it's not set up for that. So you've got this sort of sense that it's it's trying to be all, thing, it's all things to all men, all people, and um, and it's getting away with it. I suppose you could say that it's not set up to learn. It's not a conference next hour where you have breakout sessions and et cetera, et cetera, and loads of deep dive kind of lectures, not talks. But at the same time, Can's always been about, Can always been about inspiration, inspiration in terms of creativity and what the power of creativity can do. And if you go do go to Pele, you'll have some of the world's most creative people, not just in our industry, but from associated industries like sports and, and art and stuff. Yes, but not everyone wants power. to pay four and a half thousand pounds for a pass. Point. That's the cheapest complete pass. Exactly. Yeah. They, go up, they go up to, to just under ten thousand euros, including tax. I mean, yeah. what costs living crisis? <laughs> I mean, that, that is. I mean, that's perhaps another. I don't want to sit there and slag off uh, Can because we're here and we're having a lovely time. So thank you, Phil and the team. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, there is there is a, there is a sense that there needs to be a correction in some way. Uh, correction in the uh, industry overall. Well, you know, uh, again, uh, yes. Because can it is a reflection of the industry itself. Well, it is. And, and, you know, you think about all the fundamental issues. I go on about this all the time. But all the fundamental issues affecting the advertising industry. Let's just take creativity. And ultimately, with, that's corporate art in the, in the palais. It's not good, clever ideas iterated on video or TV. It's not necessarily a business creative, creative idea. It's not necessarily a piece of new product development or something that runs through the core of a company. It is a good poster that has a funny message or a relevant message. That is still fundamentally what, what they are defining creativity as. Of course, that's, that's, that's the 1950s way of defining advertising creativity. Advertising and communications is, it should be at the core of every company's strategy. And it, and it, and it's a hell of a lot more than just, you know, the output of what you see, right? It's how you behave. And I'm not quite sure whether those that's been linked together, together, you know, just see what I'm saying. Very good point. Well, again, talking to, the amazing Jay Dakin, I was asking him the same sort of questions. He was going, well, you know, me for media, the media industry and media leaders like him, this is the place to be. This is where you'll hear about developments in media. As you say, yeah. so that's probably more. Yeah, but if you, yeah, but if you take Beam, I don't know, I'm talking out of turn uh, for, for Jerry, but, you know, take Beam Suntory or indeed a huge amount of these major upscale um, alcoholic beverages manufacturers. One of their major problems, one of their major, it's not, Advertising, actually, if you talk to the CEOs, not it's probably counterfeiting. It's probably one of their biggest um, business issues. You know, what's media and advertising's contribution to that problem? How can technology solve those issues? Because, because I would say that's probably higher up the agenda than than just a good efficient media. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I wonder whether you know where is the event that is looking at, at the business challenges through the frame of marketing? It's 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 not coming from here. Yeah, we've got a couple of minutes left. Let's go back to that party. So, Can is, even though we're talking a good game about everything else, Can is about partying, not drinking, socialising. So tonight, what's going to happen, Charlie, your party? Uh, I don't know, actually. I've just opened the boat up for everyone. I think we've got about three, three, 350 people. I really hope they don't come on at the same time, because then we'll sink. If the dancers don't come, sure, we make Justin wear the headdress. I no. think that would be a lovely thing, Justin. I'll wear a headdress, headdress and hot pants. This is very, this is, this is very lovely. Um, what else? Uh, parties. Uh, the other thing, Foo Fighters. I love Foo Fighters. Great. I mean, it's, it's going to be quite sad listening to them for the first time since Taylor Hawkins 
died. Um, Where are Foo Fighters playing tonight? They're playing, I think, not tonight. They're, they're playing sometime in the week at Spotify Beach or something. They've got Florence the Machine playing. It's a lot of money to be playing. And again, I still feel a little bit uncomfortable about having such... I know this is an advertising event, but something about it just grates with me, having such these amazing talents, huge, lavish, just, just for us advertising executives. If you like the Foo Fighters, go see them in concert in your own time thank you very much but don't try and you know hang around like a like a you know pathetic person trying to wangle a badge i just i just wonder whether they that sort of entertainment has a place at a trade event like this or maybe i'm just being too worthy too no, I think it's a good point, and you should slap me around the face and tell me to lighten up a little bit well that that could be tomorrow's podcast um charlie gets slapped around the face so join us tomorrow for day two can line and you'll hear charlie slap on the face but you'll hear more in-depth insight and analysis of one of the world's biggest creative treasures. That's it for today. Thank you so much. My name is Justin Pierce, the editor, and we're saying goodbye from also. Hey, goodbye. Thank you. And also from... From Andy, the publisher. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. This podcast is a New Digital Age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Strike Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.